Welcome to episode seven of the number one migrant podcast in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Voice, uh, voice of the international community experience. Uh, this is Daniel and Zima and uh, Gome. Gome Brown. Gome uh, GB. GB. Yeah, yeah. In the hat. Okay. Now, today we're talking about masculinity, friendships, and relationships. Yeah. Very, very um, interesting topic. Yeah, man. But uh, you know, I think along the, uh, along our journey uh, in from from boys to men, <laughs> we've uh, discovered and rediscovered what uh, masculinity is, uh, and uh, society is redefining masculinity as we go along. So I think I'll pass it on to uh, to Gome here, who's the uh, resident. Intellectual with seven degrees <laughs> to, oh, wow. to, to wow. introduce this topic. Oh, wow! Yeah, man, masculinity. Yeah, shit. What do you say about it? Well, it, uh, it's how, do you, how, do you, how do you intro that? Um, I'm really excited to talk about this because Good. I feel like uh, there is a You've used the word toxic masculinity a few times, which is, I think, indicative of where we've come to at this stage yeah. in, the, in the journey of gender. Um, I feel like, and I, you know, I say this and people get upset, but a few years back, maybe a couple of decades ago, mm. the women kind of got together and they went, men are not cutting the mustard. They're not, you know... Mm. doing what we want them to do. Our expectations are falling short constantly. Um, and so they kind of had a meeting. This is how I like to imagine <laughs> it, right? They all just caught up. They all just caught up. <laughs> they created this WhatsApp group, yeah. <laughs> had a meeting spot, and they kind of got together and went, I don't know about your man, but my man, man. Do you reckon it's one of those lunches or like it drinks was, they yeah. have where they're all dressed in white and sitting at a big, long table? Like the like the um the, like the high teas. Yes, yes. Is that where it goes down? You reckon? I don't. I kind of, you know. I kind of just picture it as women going, "Hun, I'm just going to catch up with the girls." <laughs> oh yeah, sure, no worries. Perfect time to watch some sport. <laughs> yeah, catch you later. In the meantime, mm. there's this real kind of agenda uh, going on. Yeah. And I know people probably thinking, aren't we supposed to be talking masculinity? Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about women. <laughs> None the wiser. I knew we should, We're add, talking a about women. We should add a woman in here. But uh, hang with me for a second. So yeah. they get together and they start talking and one off to the other, they start presenting their stories of, you know, what their relationships with their men are like. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think that happens every day. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I get the, I guess, get the sense that they kind of came to this consensus, which is... <sighs> Yeah, my dude's probably about a probably about a four, five, I'd say <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> and on the other scale, woman went, and that's a good of, one <laughs> on a scale of one to Prince Charming. Yes, exactly. And the other woman went, "Well, you're doing better than me. I would have gone about a three. <laughs> and so you know, they had subsequent meetings, and they realized, "Nah, this is not good enough." Okay. So. What we're going to do is we're going to just stand up for ourselves. And, you know, there's a whole host of things that people would kind of talk about in relation to what went on at this meeting. Mm -hmm. um, one was, if they're that shit, why do they get paid more than us? Mm. 
if they're that shit, why do they get to do the important things, make the big decisions in the house, um, mm. get to go to work while I stay home looking after the kids? Why mm. is that? Not fair. Yeah. And one of them, I imagine, <laughs> would maybe had a bit more kind of, what is it, a bit more testosterone in her or, yeah. or just was a bit more passionate for whatever reason and said, stuff this, we're changing shit. And out of Man. that little WhatsApp group came the movement we now refer to as feminism. Oh, wow. Okay. And so that's kind of created a, a platform for women to have a sense of equality, a sense of, I guess, fairness, equity. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, because, you know, us dudes were just happy to have the woman out of the house so we could play more Xbox. Mm. Um, <laughs> we were none the wiser. We were none the wiser, man. We get left behind. All of a sudden, two weeks later, your wife's going to you. By the way, I got a job. Yeah. So you're going to have to figure out what you're going to do with the kids. <laughs> like, what? Where did this come from? Yep. And by the way, you ain't shit anymore because this job's paying me exactly the same amount as you, if not more. Mm. So you go... Well, get me a beer, hun. Because <laughs> get it yourself. <laughs> you got legs. You, you got, got legs. legs. You got arms. Hey, you went to work. I went to work. You're yeah. tired. I'm tired. Get it your damn self. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, is that when the wife beaters were born? Uh, I believe that's when the wife beaters came about. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that was the introduction of, ah. uh, of the uh, said wife beaters. But what I want to point to, I guess, is there was a sense of dissatisfaction mm. with women. And I think there's an ongoing sense of dissatisfaction with women because men are simply not being men. Men are not being the men that they want us to be. Okay. So, so the, the question the, is... The definition now is, is yes. what is a man? Correct. Exactly. Right. So that's kind of a segue into, into asking that question. And then, and then who teaches a child how yes. to be a man or yes. what a man is? Yes, yes. So I think this is where we could probably break into the Zambia versus kind of Australian thing. So yeah. maybe you can speak about it from a, from a Zambian context in terms yeah. of what, you know, what are we raised to believe it is looks like to be a man? Yeah. And then sort of juxtapose that with kind of a Western lens of, Australian view. Okay. Yeah. I mean, a man in uh, in Zambia is the head of the household. Yeah. Um, so that's what we grow up looking at our parents or our dads. Uh, and, and and they teach us how to be men. So, so sorry, just... When I say the head of the household... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say his wife doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But he is responsible for paying for everything. Managing the finance. Yes. Does that mean you can't be a man unless you've got a household? Is what I was going to ask. Mm, I'm talking in a family context. Okay. So before that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'll get to the stages. Right. Right. So from a construct of how I was taught to be a man Mm -hmm. is looking at my father. Right. And, and yep. how he runs things, what yep. he does in society, how he conducts himself, mm. and what he tells us to do when confronted with certain situations, right? Mm. So, 
it's lead by example and do as you're told, right? So in his context, it was he earned the money. He, he was responsible for looking after the family, making sure we've got a roof over our head, we've got foods in, food in our belly, we've got clothes on our backs. Yep. And, you know, all the necessities are available in the family, right? So that's your responsibility. Also, uh, it was never said to me, but, you know, it was just from the example I was, sh- I was shown not to show very much emotion mm-hmm. in regards to things happening, yep. you know. Nobody, it, it's even the kids that you hang out with, you know, if you're crying, they'll laugh at you. Right. You know, if you hurt yourself and you're crying, they're like, look at him, he's crying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's things like that. So you learn to toughen up, mm-hmm. right? So it's, yep. it's not showing very much emotion about a lot of things, right? Yep. So mm-hmm. even the way I grew up, um, when going to school, my dad took the boys to school. My mum took the girls to school. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Right? So. Wow. It, we left at the same time, but it was a game for us. So you kind of split out. It wasn't really a split because there was a moment when, yeah, there was a split at some yeah. point, but there was a moment when we were driving in the same direction, one uh-huh. car in front of the other. Right. And for us, it was a game. Right. We say to Dad, no, you're not going to let the girls beat us today, Dad. So he's trying to navigate the traffic. To, <laughs> to, <laughs> to overtake to get, mom. Yeah, yeah, exactly, to overtake mom. Uh-huh. And it was just, for us, it was what was normal. Do you know what I mean? Because I think... We have to remember that for them, they had very little discussion with their mums and, mm-hmm. and dads. There was that level of separation. So they, they got closer to us, but not we are closer to our kids now than they were to us. So it's, a, it's like a little right. transition. Right, right so what you're saying. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so it's for me learning how to be a man mm-hmm. is to, was responsibility. Mm-hmm. In a nutshell, Ooh, the R word. Yeah, so <laughs> that's that's the that's the exact word that you you don't like. Oh my god! Yeah, so responsibility gave you a sense of purpose. Right, it gave you uh, direction, mm-hmm. and it it pushed you through tough times yep. because you know you have to do this for these for 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 a lot of people that are looking up to you. Mm-hmm. You're responsible for a lot of activities. My father paid for. Uh, my mum's brothers and sisters to go to school, mm-hmm. right? So he was responsible from an age, uh, from a very young age mm. for a lot of people yeah. and continued to be responsible even for his own family mm. and extended family. Yeah. So in the construct of a man from Africa, <clears throat> excuse me, is you are responsible, mm-hmm. you are, you have the task of carrying on the family name mm-hmm. and you have to make, you have to advance the family forward. That's mm-hmm. why you are awarded all the opportunities that you're awarded. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot, but uh, learning how to handle pressure and to deal with responsibility from, from being a kid mm-hmm. actually serves you better in, in, in the future, I reckon. Mm-hmm. So, and the lack of emotion thing is because we're 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 providers, protectors. Yeah. Right. So you, if your your girlfriend or your wife is screaming and you're screaming with her, mm. then then that's a, you know, somebody breaks into the house and you're both scared. 
it's uh it was yeah, exactly it was, <laughs> well, what are we doing here <laughs> yeah. do you know what i mean yeah. As, yeah so it's like there's there's a level of protection that comes with which you can't protect if you're very emotional mm. but that doesn't prepare us mm. for the society today where a lack of emotion is mm. is considered or toxic basically mm. So the same thing that we were raised as, well, we were taught as kids and how I saw my dad and what's allowed me to excel in this current, or as a kid to go through school, survive school, you know, get a job, do all of this stuff, now is considered toxic masculinity. Mm. Now, the question for me is that, is it to help men? Because this is obviously women that are saying it's toxic or are challenging masculinity now. Mm. Is it to help men or is it to emasculate men? Mm. Which one? Yeah. So that'd be something I'd love to know. We don't have a woman in here, so we, yeah. <laughs> we, it might have yeah. to be somebody. We might need a WhatsApp group too. Yeah, yeah. Together. <laughs> <laughs> but sure. But yeah, so that's, that's, okay. that's the part where I see it. But it, yeah. it feeds into friendships mm. and it also feeds into relationships because yeah yeah i was gonna ask so i was gonna ask about how because used in a, a word that, that stuck kind of just stuck there which yeah. was the a, man, lot, a lot of them once. the man has a task yes a task um around responsibilities they've got tasks that they need to fulfill in order for them to kind of get a sense of accomplishment success feeling like a man um and I guess I was wondering what that looks like in terms of how you learn how to be in relationships, particularly with women. Yes. Because um, the only reference in that story that I could gather was when the women are going to school mm-hmm. or the females are going to school and the guys are going to school. It's kind of a competitive thing there. Oh, that's just amongst... And it's a game. I know you say it's a game, but I wonder whether within that game there's kind of these sub-lessons being learned, kind of, you know, without without necessarily meaning to be taught or Mm -hmm. without necessarily realising that you're learning these. But I wonder whether there's a sense of we've got to get ahead. I guess so. It was two cars and and, and the sibling rivalry, whether it went further into boys versus girls. Yeah. I, I, I'm assuming it would have been, and mm. whether it was subliminal yeah. <laughs> teachings. Yeah. But, you know, I think we forced our parents to do that stuff. So mm. they, they didn't say, oh, we've got to beat the girls. Mm. It yeah. was us saying, oh, we'd love to. But whether that wasn't learned, maybe it was learned from, from how we saw the dynamic between our parents. Mm-hmm. And we think, oh, yeah, we've got to get one better. But mm. it, there was no question in the house who the head of the household was. Yeah. So there wasn't right. any competitive. There was no competition. Yeah. There was roles. Clearly defined roles. Clearly defined roles. Right. And we knew what dad is for. Mm-hmm. We knew what mum's for. And so dad mom, was the authoritarian. Didn't, she didn't she wasn't part of that WhatsApp group. She wasn't part of the WhatsApp group. <laughs> <laughs> she my, missed the memo. <laughs> my dad was the authoritarian. Yeah. And the and, He probably and, deleted the best. And the next <laughs> level disciplinarian. <laughs> My mum was, she taught us how, you know, we, we saw from her mm. what it's like to be kind and, mm. and, and all right. this stuff, right? So yeah. we knew, okay, 
this is what it is. And I think there's a... But this is what it is for women or just in general? No, I saw from my mum what a woman would like to be, how the dynamic between her and my dad, mm -hmm. I never saw it be bad. Right. They had their arguments from mm -hmm. time to time about certain things. Yeah. But I never saw that dynamic as something she wanted to get out of. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, no, I don't want to cook anymore. Or I don't want to uh -huh. clean anymore. She was comfortable in a role. You need to be cleaning more. Or, yeah. Nah, it was, it was never that. Right. So it was always, I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. If they're arguing, it's about something else other than anything to do with the house. The role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's to do with us, mm. whether we are getting the extra privileges we want or not. Right, so this is my dad saying you're, you know, you're spoiling them. And right, she's usually like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm trying to do this and this and that. he's like, nah, don't do that. Yeah, so it's it's okay. things like that, and of course a few more personal things, but you know that that was we the, won't get it. <laughs> no, so what I'm hearing, I guess, is because I don't think it's going to be very different. From a Western perspective, I uh, I kind of feel like that initial initiation into manhood from a kind of father son perspective is very similar globally, from what I've seen. And you know, um, I stand to be corrected, but it, it sounds very similar. So this the sense in which men or boys are taught uh, not to show emotion mm. that seems like a global reality. Um, that you're taught to be strong, that you're taught to be responsible, that you're taught to be, kind of be task-oriented um, in terms of achieving stuff. You're taught kind of some, sometimes you're taught kind of hands-on man skills. Mm. Um, and there's even a sense in which you associate certain roles, certain tasks with. Yeah, but you're, in, man, in this country, though, cool. you're taught it's okay to cry. No. No, you're not. Yes, you are. Nope. Really? No. It is. It is well, not so, your ethnic mum, though. No. I mean, it, it, if, if, I think if, even in Australia, a man who cries is going to be called a wuss. So in, in high school, a guy crying will be called a wuss. You'll be teased exactly but that's not, what you But that's crying. not what your mum's telling you, though. Um, Which is the difference. Well, I, I kind of feel like the best model mm. for masculinity is always going to be a father. And exactly. So, you, so you're looking to him. Doesn't matter what mum says. You're looking to him um, to see what it looks like to be a man. So even if your mum says it's okay to cry, the first thing you ask yourself is, "Well, have I ever seen dad cry?" But that—that's assuming mm. that dads are head of the households in Australia. Absolutely, is for the most part they're not. For the most part. So here's you here's the difference. I ask you a question. Yeah. How many times mm -hmm. have you asked an Australian guy yeah. or just made plans with him, say, yeah. Let, let's do something on Friday, and he says, oh, I'll check with my missus, but it should be all right. He doesn't want to hang out with you. <laughs> <laughs> He's using his missus as an excuse. I don't think so. No, here's the thing. I think there is starting to be a shift. Is there? Yeah, but it's a recent shift. It's mm. a very recent shift. And I think the shift came out of... of this whole WhatsApp group that I'm talking about. Okay. So feminism came along and feminists started to speak, have a louder, louder voice. 
And I think men are starting to respond to the voice of women. But typically speaking, it's still... So what, here's what men do. Mm. So men kind of have this sense in which I need men to... Men of which generation? I would, I would say my generation men. Okay. Yeah. I think what tends to happen is we've kind of responded to the call of women. Mm-hmm. But what we're doing now is more like, let's give the women what they want. Mm-hmm. But then let's have these kind of secret men's meetings. Um, and you hear this a lot when you talk to people who work FIFO, for example. Yeah. So, we'll, you know, we'll do what the women say here and there whenever we can. Um, but when we get together on the mind site, we... Revert, Go we revert to our, mm, 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 mm. you know, our very primal, uh, our primal <laughs> manhood. <laughs> um, you talk to mechanics. Or, most people in the, who yeah. work with other men um, have this kind of thing. And so I think there's a global commonality in terms of some of these themes around masculinity mm. that I think slowly starting to shift but still very much the way you described it. Yeah, I think I'm talking about it from a perception of social acceptability, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So what's happening and what's socially acceptable are very, mm. very different, Yeah. right? Yep. So if you're seen at a, a, a basketball game or a soccer game with your kid and he falls down and you tell him, no, don't cry, get up, just keep going... You know, it's some people would look at that and say, no, if he needs to cry, let him cry, give him a hug, sure. you know, you know, do all that stuff, yeah. which, you know, I was I was not raised like that. Mm. And for most men, that's exactly what they that's that's what they're thinking when they see their son cry. Yeah. And it might not have been there. Their, even when it happened to them when they were a kid, they might not have liked it, but it actually helped them in the future. They saw that it helped them in the future because. It toughened them up to be able to deal with situations that they met later on in life. Mm. So it's it's a situation where it's there's there's what's called desirable difficulty, right? Yeah. And which which allows, you know, let me put it this way. There's a saying that says You're making up the saying. No, 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 I'm not I'm not not making it up. I'm just making sure that it it it, it, You caught it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, So tough times get dealt with by hard men. Hard men create um, easy times. Easy times create problems. Or easy times create... T- You're going to have to unpack I think, <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> what does that mean? Does okay. That mean? So what it basically means is that when there's a tough situation, only tough people can deal with it. But when they deal with it, they create easy times. And those easy times then create problems for the next generation. So how do you define tough men? What's a tough man? So this is the men that our parents were. Right or their parents, Which so they had they had more difficult, you know, terrain to navigate. If you were to define describe that, how would you define it? What's, okay, what's I'll just say my my dad was uh, he left the village, mm. hiked to go to the main city, slept at the main bus terminal, you know, intercity bus terminal. Oh yeah, he slept there for six months, 
Six months. Six months. Okay. Did night school. Mm-hmm. Then eventually got a job and got a, got a house. He eventually, in Matero, he eventually bought that house. And then he started, he created his legacy from there. Mm-hmm. Right? So for me, thinking about doing that now is completely different. I grew up in private school, doing all of this stuff, right? <laughs> so he, <laughs> I didn't growing I up. So you, I didn't. For you, yeah, right. I didn't grow up with the with the hustle and <laughs> so and, he's created easy and the times grit, for yeah, you, which yeah, creates problems. Which now creates problems because that generation become lazy and uh-huh. and okay. void of responsibility, right? Which then now creates another level of issues, okay. right? So it's so it it will take somebody tough in the next generation to create the 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 to start the chain again. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Because sure. we essentially, if we have no no, this is I I always say this. You know, my dad at my age had a lot more responsibility and accumulated a lot more wealth than I have, but I had everything easier than him. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess it comes down to, is that version of masculinity one that you want for yourself? One. Mm. And second one that, <clears throat> excuse me, what's going on with the voices today? I don't know. Um, one that you want to perpetuate going forward, say with your own kids. I think it depends on what, you know, from from a responsibility perspective, if they are, oh, you keep using the R word, man. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be the end of me. <laughs> I know, man. You're you're as free as a bird, man. Oh, which which is which is fine. But responsibility is 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 a sense of direction for a lot of people. It's it's a sense of purpose which creates which allows them to, you know create uh, a legacy what legacy from a male man masculinity perspective Mm. would you like to leave I want to be able to be the guy that my grandchildren uh, I want to start generational wealth Uh right wealth defined how from a level of accessibility to all the things that you'd like to do uh, financial uh-huh. and continue the family name to be highly regarded within society. Right. Yes. So so that people will go, you are a product of the Nzima family. And yes. That has an automatic association with success. Or, yes. Yeah. Okay. Gives you an easier time in life, mm-hmm. but it's still... You still need a uh, work ethic to so be able to, you've said to follow that on. an easy pathway life mm. leads to problems. Yes. So, why would you want to perpetuate that? I'm not perpetuating. Okay. So, my focus will then be on building work ethic with right. the children. Right. So, even so if you've got it easy, they're not going to have it easy. Right. They, uh-huh. So, your kids. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So they, they, they'll get nothing easy. Right. The stuff is there, but that's why I introduced the concept of desirable difficulty in that it's... So you create difficulty to teach them I lessons. I create challenges. Right. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. So you can have this if you do this. Okay. You can have this if you do that. Mm-hmm. And they have to get out of their comfort zone to achieve. Okay. Let's talk a bit about relationships. Because um, mm. <clears throat> in the olden days, so when I was growing up, one of the things I admired in men yeah. was men that could get a lot of women. Right. So I was exposed <laughs> to, you know, like all the protagonists in the movies you watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. The James Bond. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, these were guys that had access to a lot of women. And you never mm. saw the guy with the same woman twice. Oh, you, you know, my my, uh, my dad's brother's got seven wives. There you go. <laughs> so, so there was something about that. And I don't know about you. Yeah. But there was something about that for me that set up an expectation about this is what uh, a successful man is able to do. He's able yeah. to navigate. It's one of the perks, multiple, I suppose. One of the perks. <laughs> multiple women. Yeah. Um, again, in that WhatsApp group, when the girls got together, I kind of feel like they said, <laughs> and by the way, what's this James Bond crap? Somebody that add was, me was... to this WhatsApp group. I just want to be a fly on the wall. I swear I won't post anything. I tell you what, man. Like, how is that a thing? And why are we accepting this? No, no more. And so now... You try and pull some shit like that. <laughs> so you get labelled player, playboy, um, yeah, but that that F that boy, that, all these terms which are derogatory terms. So it's, it's that's no longer something that to aspire to. I guess is what I'm saying, relationally speaking. I'm not sure that those things have ever uh, caused a problem for any guy because I've seen guys that have been labelled. All of those things still continue to to. Sure. To do what they do. They even do it better <laughs> than the, the guy that's, like that's said, hiding it. Like right? I said before, there's a difference between what you can do and what's socially acceptable. Yeah, exactly. So, But, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, I don't think too much about that stuff from my perspective. I know I come from a, a society where polygamy is legal. Mm-hmm. I just know I'm not in that society mm-hmm. anymore. Um I don't want to be polygamous, so it w- it would make sense for me if if you know I wanted more than one wife. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, one's tough enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know in the society back home, you know, it's not just any Tom, Dick, and Harry that can have multiple wives. Yeah. You've got to have some title, or you've got to be yeah, financially, yeah, financially yeah. capable because they don't all live in the same house. Yeah. They all have to have their own house. Uh-huh. And if you have children with them, you have to look at after all the children. Right. The same. Uh-huh. There's no set that can go to a better school than the other. They all have to go to the same kind of school. So there's no issues within the clan. Mm. And um, that's a lot. You know, it's a, it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's not something we want to get into. So it's it's not as simple just as having multiple women and sleeping with with them yeah. on, on, you know, on different days or different nights or whatever it is. And you're just living the James Bond life. There's a lot that goes with it. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, so is it how, what's your perception of someone that may have that life? All that power to them from a masculinity perspective. All power to them. I mean, I, I respect them to be able to manage that kind of, you know, it takes a certain level of temperament and, and mentality to be able to do that. Mm. And, you know, and, and the women have to accept 
you know, it's not, <laughs> they're, yeah. they're not being clubbed and drugged into... Especially if they're part yeah, of what's up for it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. They're not being clubbed and drugged into a house and then said, look, you stay here now and you bear my children. They have to accept to be a part of it, right? So, and that's, uh, you know, it's all power to that society and they, they do what they do, but it's normal. So mm. majority of the time in Africa, I mean, for a long time, infidelity wasn't something that caused the marriage to break up. Right. No. no. Th that was considered normal mm. in the society. I mean, we were young, so nobody ever had that conversation with us. Yeah. But there's a lot of families in Africa that have a middle child that's a stepchild. Mm. Right. Yeah. 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 And they Siblings one day that are yeah, same yeah, yeah. age, but didn't grow up in your house. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. And for a lot of times, you never saw that particular dad, uncle, whatever, flinch. Mm. You know, he just brought the kid and said, yeah, he's oh, going to be brother. living with us now. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You yeah. guys deal with it. There was no conversation that was had in regards right. to, you know, uh, I know he's not from your mom or whatnot, but right. this is the new dynamic. You know, children are not afforded that level of... Uh, of um, Intel. Yeah. So, you know how I said in previous sessions that I'm not really keen to go back to Zambia? Mm. I feel like this is that it's one of that those things change, that could change. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this would be like, oh, that wow. could be like, hey, you mean yeah. I, could, I could do that? Well, you <laughs> have to have the Zambian women weren't part of the WhatsApp group. Yeah. I feel <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> you see, but the that comes with the R word that you're trying to dodge responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't do that without the, the responsibility. Otherwise, you're just a playboy. Okay. Yeah. Nah. All right. That, that we're good. We're yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, you know, with that being said, it's just how that society was. So we look at these guys and it wasn't an isolated diff. The difference between culture in Australia and culture in Africa is that every household does the same thing, right? Over here, every household decides what they're going to do. It's whatever they, you feel like. Right, so it's more individualistic. Yeah, so yeah. it's whatever you guys feel like will work for you, you do that. Yeah. So over there, if, you know, you can't go to your 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 in-laws and say, well, he's, you know, he's seeing somebody else. And uh, they'll be like, well. Who is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and? They're like, yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You know, and, and that's, you're just not supposed to bring it to the house. But this, you know, I know all of this stuff, but it doesn't mean that I practice it or I want to be in it. I'm bringing it out for the purpose of this discussion. Right? Yeah. So, but this is, so from this, those two societies in terms of masculinity, this is why I said it's considerably different mm. between Australia and Zambia per se. The Western construct of masculinity uh, or just relationships is totally different to what it's like in Africa. So what do you see the difference being? Because I don't see the difference. You don't see the... Okay. So let's just say Africa still has the roles, mm -hmm. right? Even though the, the women... Clearly are, defined roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even though the women are now working and making money, yep. they still know that the house is theirs to run. There's no guys come in and no guy washes dishes. I wash dishes. Or vacuums the house. Okay, but you are not in Africa, though. When I was, yeah, I, I 100%, that was one of my chores was to do the dishes. 
Well, you're not in Ghana anyway, so <laughs> you guys don't count. <laughs> that is a level of emasculation. That is right. Okay, so yeah. that's not typical, is what you're saying. No. Okay. Because you know, for for general, for general intents and purposes, I mean, if you live alone and you're, you, you know, you sure. have to do that stuff. But yeah. once you have a woman in your house, she takes over that stuff. You start, you know, um, uh, providing that level of uh, finances for the house. That's mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do. So the problems mm-hmm. come in the relationship if you're not bringing the finances home and you have no plan. Mm-hmm. That's when you have big problems. Because she's holding her end of the bargain, you're not, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's you, where the responsibility so comes in. Over here, roles are not defined. No, I think to a large degree, the lo- the, the the roles get in. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. No, but this is because I'm about to say that the load, the household yeah. load, mm-hmm. is shared between mm. uh, you know the the men and and the women. So the roles are starting to, to intertwine. And from an African coming here, it's a level of emasculation for him to do that because I've had African parents come into the house, right? So I was well, living over... Doing, washing the dishes. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? right. So, so I, had, I, was, I was over at my friend's house because his parents had come in and he's married to an Australian. And we were sat down having conversations before dinner and when it was dinner time, he went over to set the table and start doing all this stuff because she was dishing out. Mm-hmm. So his dad looked at me and he said, I don't know what you guys have got yourselves into over here. <laughs> <laughs> this, wow. this is absolutely crazy. Right. Right. Uh, for him, he he was looking at his son with a bewildered look on his mm-hmm. face. like, And he's Zimbabwean, right? It's right. not. So, I, so I'm like. like what son are you? Even bewitched. Yeah, exactly. So they they feel that way. So it's it's yeah. it's something for them that's very challenging. I mm. mean, even you know, I've had conversations with my relatives around mm. those things, and they think I've seen how my you know my re- my uncles and cousins get treated within their household in regards to you know mm. doing those things, and it's it's never they never even think about. It. Mm. I know you know one of my uncles says. Uh, Probably been a few years before he walked through the kitchen. <laughs> before he even knew where it was. Yeah, it's like, I don't know what that room is. <laughs> well, yeah. Stuff happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. But, I said, so there, sorry, that, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. There's a, there is a very big difference mm, in okay. regards to even the social acceptability of stuff right. from there to here. So the challenge when a migrant comes here and they they have that, you can imagine what it's like for somebody from the Middle East to come over here what their masculinity is with somebody walking you know their partner walking three meters behind them or Mm. or whatever it is how that gets challenged when they come here yeah Yeah. um you know and you know Mm. an african man coming here Mm. and all of a sudden he can't even you know he's not the head of the house anymore he can't discipline his kids the way he disciplined them back home it's a lot of different things right so don't just Keep your women away from that WhatsApp group. That's, <laughs> no, all, I'm that's all I'm saying. It's free entry. I think <laughs> up, true. as soon as they sign up to WhatsApp, they become part of what, exactly. <laughs> that very WhatsApp group, I think. So I said it's going to be controversial. I want to bring in a controversial aspect to this. And yeah. I say it's controversial because it's rooted in, for me, theological 
kind of grounding. Mm. So, you know, mm. yeah, I like to bring in a little bit of theology oh, here. Theology is the, uh, the cornerstone of everything. Yeah. So I have a version of masculinity that goes something like this. Yes. That we're primarily designed in the image of God. So we spoke about that a bit, mm-hmm. and which means we're 100% relational. Yeah. Primarily. And so what that means from a masculinity perspective mm-hmm. is that we're designed to reflect something of that relationality that God has within himself. Okay. God Father, God Son, God Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That Trinitarian relationship. We're mm-hmm. called as men to reflect that in our lives and our relationships. And so I have this sense that to be truly masculine means you are primarily relational and you're stepping into chaos, which is relational chaos, mm-hmm. um, in order to bring restoration to whatever that chaos is. Okay. And, so, and so what that requires is a few things. Mm. One of the things it requires is courage. Yep. Um, because to step into chaos, especially relational chaos, mm-hmm. is extremely tough. So the other thing it requires is vulnerability. Okay. Um, and so it requires almost this combination of strength and vulnerability, uh, kind of tenderness and courage. These, these two kind of seemingly opposing traits, but coexisting. But the end result is always pursuing people in order to bring um, the best out in them. So pursuing people at your expense mm-hmm. to bring the best out in them. Um, and at so, your expense? At whatever cost. Yeah. Even at your expense. So going back to the, the God analogy, mm. it's you know giving up his own son to step into the chaos of this world yeah. to bring redemption. Okay. And I think we're truly masculine mm-hmm. when we live that. So when we can step into relational chaos primarily because i think we're comfortable with we're comfortable with all these other things and the things and areas that we can get very comfortable so we mm. i think what we do very quickly is we learn what am i good at yeah and in order to me to feel good as a man mm-hmm. i focus on those things that i'm naturally good at anyway yeah and kind of hone those skills so that i'm better than everyone else at those particular skills. And when life mm. is tough, I kind of resort or revert to that area where I feel comfortable because I'm a master at this particular area of my life. Okay. Where we're not comfortable mm. is relationally. And I think especially in relationship with women. That is where our true masculinity is revealed, but it's also our greatest fear and I think our greatest fear and the greatest hindrance to us being truly masculine is a fear that I'm not courageous enough, I'm not potent enough to enter the chaos and make a difference. Mm. But then that's that's that I, comes I, I, from. I just felt like I, I, I spun some pearls. I think so. Ooh. And uh, you know, I was trying to keep up there. <laughs> you know, I think I'm smarter than I look. But so. In that regard, You're very smart, man. In, in that regard, man, I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, okay, so in order for you to step into that chaos and bring order, you've got to be raised 
or you've got to be taught those lessons from when you're a kid to prepare you for that. That comes from your father, right? So your father being a man that has stepped into that chaos and brought order mm. has your blueprint mm. for you to be able to do the same. And, you know, and this is where the emotional part, this is what I said with my mum. She comes in and, 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 you know, you can see from her what that is. Tenderness. Yeah. Yeah. But then you know from your dad because you're experiencing the same thing your your dad experienced Mm. in regards to nothing really changes, though, from, from young boys growing up. Yeah. They're still faced with the same challenge. You know, infrastructure is different. Mm. But they're still faced with big groups of other kids that have different levels of upbringing. Mm. And they've got to survive that mm. at any one time, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's it's constant. Yeah. And then there's the, the responsibility of it. So we were taught you go on a date, you pay for everything. Mm. You know, and, and the expectation within an African construct is there. Yeah. They don't, they're not coming with anything and they don't want you. You know, you are supposed to look after this because that's your side. Mm. I do my side, you do yours. Here's the question, though. Yeah. Because I think, from from what I'm saying, mm. the real question is, who's teaching us how to manage a woman's pain? Well, you know, when you go out to dinner, you pay the bills, sure. Easy. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The question for me is, when your woman in your life mm-hmm. is upset, she's hurting, mm-hmm. how do you step into that situation okay. yeah. as a man? The and, thing and about it some, is that make some kind of impact. You see, they, they, this is where mothers have a conversation with their daughters about expectations, mm. right? So in Africa, mums, aunties, grandmothers have mm. conversations with their daughters about what happens within a marriage. Yeah. They've all been married. Mm-hmm. They've seen our the parents, our grandparents do things, mm. and they've developed a coping mechanism or how to manage that. And they have the channel mm-hmm. to contact either one of them in those situations. So sure. if she has a situation where she doesn't like what you're doing, mm-hmm. her thoughts are not correct until she's spoken to your mom, mm-hmm. the council. Yeah. And then they tell her, yeah, well, this is what we told you will happen. Mm-hmm. It's happening. This is how you deal with it. Except I think, and that's why I wanted to preface this whole conversation with the WhatsApp group women, Mm, mm. because I feel like what's happened is women have shifted from, you know what, this is just men. Mm. They don't care about your feelings or they don't this, or this is how you manage it Mm. by yourself to this is not good enough. Men need to step up. Yeah. And so the narrative now becomes, okay, so... Either as a man, we hear the voice of the woman mm-hmm. and we respond um, by ignoring it, uh, by minimizing the group, which mm-hmm. I hope people don't hear me doing today. I'm just trying to set the scene yeah. with some level of kind of humor to it. But I think yeah. it's really important yeah, 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 yeah. is women have said it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. So as men, what, what I'm saying is to meet that challenge mm. and to be truly masculine requires us to first hear what the voice of the women are saying and to enter that chaos because it's not an area of our expertise. Yes. We are not experts in women. 
and no. the feelings. So to step into that situation where we're not masters, we're not experts, mm-hmm. and be vulnerable because it's it's a vulnerable thing to enter in that area and going, I do not know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm here. Yeah. Talk, talk me through how I can be more present. Talk me through what you need from me. But that, um, which is, that's awesome. Except mm. my question, like I'd phrased it before, mm. was that, is that to help men or is that to emasculate men for a woman's benefit? So, so I th- I th- this I, is, yeah. are you helping a man become better and manage his emotions and do that, which then feeds into the relationship? Mm. Or are you looking at it just from a, what you're doing is not good enough for us in our relationship. Mm. You need to step up. I think the minute we step up to the plate and exist for others Mm. and not for ourselves, Mm. we're truly men. So emasculating to me has kind of a connotation of taking away from, making us less masculine. Whereas mm. what I'm saying is I feel like we're more masculine mm-hmm. when we hear women and we take them seriously and we move into their of world. Of course, but vulnerable, you're but assuming that every woman is rational in that effect. It's not rational. So it's, it's, it's emotional. Yeah. Yes. So, but that, that there, there's an irrational... I so there has to be an emotion e- emotional like being emotional but with a rational base right you're not going too far left right because if you have issues in your life that bring a lot of problems from an emotional perspective mm. you're going to try and bend somebody completely give me an so, example let's talk through a practical example what are you thinking so give me an example of something you think may be someone going too far emotionally and I'll speak to, speak to you from my perspective. Let me just say somebody somebody that, that comes from a broken home sure. has had, you know, abuse issues as a yep. kid mm-hmm. and all of those those problems and mm-hmm. then she's grown up and become this mm-hmm. and has met somebody mm-hmm. and then Decides, so she meets mass masculine yeah, monster. Exactly, and then, and not being sure of what she wants. Sure, all she wants to know is that she can dominate you, which makes her feel better. Mm-hmm. Because if she's not doing that, it feels like you're dominating her. It triggers her from her childhood, mm-hmm. and then starts to do things and do things and do things that's just escalate. Now, power is intoxicating, right? So. The more power she has over somebody, the more she continues to push the boundaries. Mm -hmm. Now, as a man, if you're focused only on hearing what she wants and what she wants you to do, you're just going to keep going and going to the detriment of your own mental health. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, I believe those things are great. But before in any relationship, Mm -hmm. before you decide what path you want to follow, as a council of women, older women, that you know, any woman should should talk to about what she's thinking and where she feels her relationship should be, mm-hmm. and then have a structured sort of conversation with her partner. So, in that situation, my response would be very simple. Mm. So, 
uh, I think it would be great once we have the conversation around feminism, because I think mm. the two go hand in hand, mm. because the, the image of God is masculine and feminine, yeah. you know, both together representing that. Um, so we'll do that sometime. But I feel like to be masculine in that situation mm. means you see her for, for who she truly is from a feminine perspective. So all this toxic stuff you're talking about is, you know, we spoke about, uh, the, you know, the authentic person mm-hmm. versus the traumatized person. Yes. And I think if you interact with her based on her traumatized self, then you're mm-hmm. missing something. That's why I said you need to enter that situation with vulnerability and courage. But I think you also need empathy and the ability to see her for who she truly is and call her to be the female that she really is. Mm. And I think when you do that, there is nothing emasculating for you and there is nothing that's encouraging I'm going from maladaptive a, from, behaviors that yeah. she's developed. I mean, the, the concept, I'm, I'm, that's deeper than a lot of people would take from it. Because that's, why a lot have, of people, that's why we're the number yeah, one podcast. No, for sure. <laughs> but a lot of people would take it from a happy wife, happy life perspective, which I think mm. is a flawed premise. It's that, not about happiness. Who makes the guy happy in that situation mm. there? So the the whole thing is most women are thinking about that and thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got to make me happy. You've got to make me happy. And then, you know. Let I, me just clarify. Mm-hmm. It is zero to do with happiness. Mm. I think happiness might be a, one of the byproducts of it. Mm-hmm. It's about being truly who we're designed to be, which is. Yes. Being truly masculine and being truly feminine. Yes, but also not about happiness. Yeah, but also if the relationship is that toxic, mm-hmm. it, it's not a situation where you have to try and become a psychologist or a counselor for this person. You don't have to be. You have to. You, the, argument, the option yeah. is is to leave. Mm. You know. I I believe, and you know, this another controversial statement, but mm. I truly believe, if as men we can be truly masculine. Mm-hmm. There would be no such thing as a toxic relationship. No, I think the, the toxic relationships is like toxic I feel masculinity. Like someone, someone needed to write that down. Yeah, <laughs> well, somebody <laughs> will, I'm sure. So just, I think toxic, toxic masculinity is is a social construct. It is. Yeah, just like you know. Well, the, what the, do you mean? Is it? It it is because it's not it's not something that you know men sat down and said i think we're overdoing it here no we, we didn't have, to, we, we didn't have the group we didn't we don't have the whatsapp group. <laughs> we didn't have the WhatsApp. so that was created by another group of people who said i think they're going too far right yeah. now majority of the I time agree with those people by the way yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. majority of the time the women have been beneficiaries of mm. the stuff that these toxic men have created Right. Same. Give me an example. Okay. Let's just say, right now, having drive and 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 trying to achieve and doing this and uh, having zero, not zero emotion, but less emotion and doing all this stuff is regarded as toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But in the same notion, tox that that doing that is what created Australia to be what it is today. How so? Please, please, please explain. The development, right? Yeah. So they, those same guys that had drive and did that came to Australia and then they took over Australia and they did all of this stuff and 
they're building stuff all the time. They're the guys building. are kind of Australia with convicts. Yes, yes, yes. So those had essentially for stealing they, in the UK. They even had more toxic masculinity <laughs> than, than a lot more people. Yes. So they created this society yeah. and developed it to the point up until the point when obviously women wanted to get into workforce and do all this stuff and get in, in get involved. So there was a level of benefit that that is there from that construct. So it's it's just like in a in a marriage. I'll put it this way, right? You're together, and you're working in the mines, accumulating all this money, and then she decides I can't do this anymore, leaves you for being away and neglecting the marriage, and then wants half of what you accumulated within that time. Okay. I see where you're going with it. Do you get what I mean? Right. So yeah, if yeah. you are leaving me because I did all of this, why do you want part of this? Sure. Sure. Do you get me? Mm-hmm. Why do you think you're entitled to half the wealth mm. if you're you're leaving me because I accumulated this wealth? Right. Yeah, I can. Yeah. And so, so that's that's the explanation anyway. Right. Good example. So what was the question around that? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think I think that's so, a good point. Yeah, yeah. But so, I, I, here's what I think. I think women have come to a point where they're just dissatisfied with us as men failing mm. miserably to step up to the plate and be truly masculine. What plate, though? The masculine plate. Which is? What I described before. Okay. Being... Emotional and, and not emotional, relational, being vulnerable, relational. so being yeah. being tenderly strong, so moving into chaos with a tender strength that kind of realizes what women want, okay. understands what women need, and is committed to providing that. I get even, it. I guess even, it's, it's even the uh, at the expense of ourselves. Yeah, it's the King Kong Hulk sort of thing where the only person that he listens to or is he's trying to save this girl. Or this lady, or whatever. So he's this butch thing that can break down anything. But when he's re- when he's with Beauty and the Beast, yeah, when yeah. he's with his missus, he's tender. just tender yes. and 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 loving. Yeah. He's not a brute walking through the house with a yeah. white singlet and a and a Foster's. <laughs> but I, I think I think women's biggest fear, and maybe I don't know, but I think it may link into what their biggest need is is mm. just to be seen. To be truly seen and accepted as they are. Yeah. And I think we fail miserably yeah, but at that, seeing them okay. because we see the toxicity or we see the attachment issues or we see the trauma issues. We, mm. we don't see them for who they really are. And what truth. is that? Who is that thing? We'll speak about that when we come to femininity. <laughs> yeah, because that's... That is, that's a, that is a gr- yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And it's, it's like, this is... But for, for, for us, we've never been taught how to see a woman. My point so exactly. exactly. It, it has to be clearly defined to a guy what seeing a woman is for yeah. him to be able to do that in yeah. this day and age. 100%. Because in, 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 mm. in, the, in the era that we grew up, mm. our, our mothers were seen yeah. by our parents and they reinforced it through us because they said, speak to your mother. Well, they your weren't seen. Otherwise, they wouldn't have had that WhatsApp group. 
Because that WhatsApp group happened. When did feminism happen? 60s? I, I can tell you that a lot of people that will create something like that from, from, a, from an African perspective anyway. Mm. The women that will complain about... The husbands? No. Seeing a dynamic and calling the husband toxic or whatever okay. yep, yep. are single women. Okay. It will not be the women in the relationship that are going to get into that WhatsApp group because those women have in-laws, grandparents to talk about their relationship with. Mm -hmm. The ones looking on and seeing this woman doing this and doing that and doing that, they look on and say, I would never do that if I was in a relationship. And then they start to create all these subgroups about, no, that's not, that's not right. And that's not right. So, so I think it'd be really interesting when we do the feminism or mm. femininity conversation to bring in a, a woman. From Africa. From Africa. Mm -hmm. and, and a woman from here. Yeah, and probably talk about what their experience is. Because I think, again, what we can very easily do is fall into the trap of assuming what happens in those conversations, assuming what how they felt, yeah. assuming... But because what... So I only said, speak from my experience. Yeah, but so one I thing you said, mm. which struck me, was that the fact that there was a lot of stuff that as kids we were not privy to. Mm -hmm. We did not have the intel. Of course. We saw a palatable version that they presented mm. to us. But it would be good to go behind the scenes so and figure out what if, was actually if you, going If on. you ever go to a... a a kitchen party mm. in, in, in Zambia right now. It's Africa. only women can go to that. Right? Yes. Yeah. So it's in those, be, yes. it's in those, yeah, that kitchen party by itself is where all of this takes place. Yeah. See, so I asked a woman about that and yeah. she said, we cannot tell you that. They woman's, can't tell us. Right? Business. Now, that's exactly right uh -huh. because they get told yeah. what to do in every situation. They get told how to to be in bed they oh, get told yeah, how yeah. to they yeah taught, they, get, they get taught moves and they, everything. yeah yeah they get taught what everything how to do I, what, right? where's the men version of that oh this is the conversation you have with your uncles as you as you right. sit down they tell no, you see if you're getting married your uncles will counsel you about what to do right but this right. this kitchen party concept this is mm. a formal occasion right the the thing about it for for relationships outside marriage is that parents don't want to get involved in that in the in Africa in what sorry in, in what? your if you have a girlfriend they're not interested in in yeah. in, in unless, that, unless in that it's marriage, yeah so right, right. when it's time for marriage they're ready to give you all the information you all need to know uh -huh. right right and they want you to get married as early as possible but they also want you to have stability which is why they financial stability yeah so yeah. they try to get you to finish school do well mm. get a job get a wife Society in Africa rewards those that have a wife, uh, a family. Then they open everything for you, mm. right? Because you're deemed as a responsible human being. Mm. But once you get to that level where you say, I found a wife, this is what I have to do, then they start to talk to you around it. Mm. If you find a girlfriend, they'll, they'll tell you, my mom wasn't interested mm, in meeting it. She's like, how many of them am I going to meet? <laughs> and for what? <laughs> right? It's like, how many when, of you, them am I gonna meet? when you find the one you want to marry, I'll talk to her. But then let's have a conversation. Everybody else I'm not interested in. Because right. it's like, what, what yeah. for? Yeah. Right? So, and that's the, the actual situation. So the was, there of, was there a lot of traffic? In your no, no. There was zero <laughs> traffic. 
I was very shy. Yes. But anyway, still it's, it's very, very, very shy. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, it's, um, you know, when we get to the point where now we're dating and we're doing that, we get all that information from our friends. Mm. Right? Yeah. So it's friends, older brothers, mm. cousins now. Which is not a good source of information if you want no. to be so a this, which, which is where, you know, we don't have a lot of time left, but this mm. is where we talk about friendships now. Yeah. So the friendships also build a level of masculinity that, mm. that, that can create chaos. Yeah. Because if, you're, if you're mate, your mates are sitting there and, and the oh. most popular ones are the ones that get most of the girls, that's what you start wanting to do as well. The James Bond. Yeah. Mm. If the most popular ones are fighting, you want to get into that as well. Mm. You, it's all of these different things that you then start to build what an idea of what a man is from that construct. So what I'm hoping is that coming out of this conversation that we can start to become one of those sources where people can look to mm. to really get a proper sense or maybe a different perspective on what masculinity looks like. I think one of the, yeah, for sure. one of the best ways you can figure that out, ask the women in your lives, how am I doing as a man, like honestly, give me a real assessment, 100% honest assessment of how I'm going and be open to feedback. Be truly open to getting feedback that you may not necessarily But that's like. assuming they're doing absolutely excellent as a woman. No, 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 no. The, the best thing they can do as a woman is give you that feedback. Yeah. That's the best gift you'll ever get from a woman. But, but women, and, and I'm fit, hoping. experiences you. That is exactly right. And I'm hoping women, there's a romantic notion of he should know. And if he knows yeah. he's intuitive, yeah. then it's just amazing. It's bliss. And they have this, yeah. I, I shouldn't have to tell you yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't have to tell me why, because I've watched a lot of movies my parents have never told me about this yeah. stuff. But uh, you see, right? the conversation can be so different if you start that conversation by saying that, by mm. saying, listen, I know what it means to be a man in terms of providing, in terms of, you know, I'll mm. buy stuff, I can do stuff around the house. I have no idea what it looks like to pursue you at a heart level, mm. to get mm. to know you, who yeah. you really are, what you really want, you know, yeah. the things that make you tick. I need your help in those particular areas. I think so. And I think there's an element that we kind of missed, which is about having girlfriends, mm. not versus not wife, partners. Versus or, wife. No, 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 not or even just like friends. just friends. Female friends. Female friends. Oh, you right? have those? No. Oh, okay. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a few. I'm sure there's a few. Maybe one or I two. Thought, I thought we were married. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, you know, no, I have a, probably a few, but I, it's yeah. not, it's not been something that was, you know, was very prevalent in my, in my youth. I have I a didn't. lot of female friends. Yeah, you, lot. you have a lot of female yeah. friends, which yeah. is why you're in touch with your feminine side. Well. But, but it's, <laughs> you have to, but, yeah. you know, but for, for a lot of us who are now deemed as toxic masculine fellas. We didn't have very many um, female friends growing up, and now at all, explaining it from a go-getter sort of family, oh, right. this that yeah, that kind of yeah, yeah. you know situation. Right now, I am mm. because you know 
It's not, I'm not doing it to exclude anyone. I'm just doing what I was taught to do. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. and that's, that's what I'm saying. It's not that I, I oppress anyone. Mm. I think this is likely an ongoing conversation. Mm. So I don't feel like we can ever exhaust, fully exhaust any of these topics. I think we might have session. to get Leanne back in for that. We might have to get Leanne back for that one. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I like the idea you brought up of having an African woman in here. To yeah, true. Get so, that feminine side. Because they... Maybe they didn't have the WhatsApp group. memo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> well, maybe they were invited to that party. They but left the group. Left, <laughs> yes, exactly. Jelita, yeah. his group. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, true. But, you know, from a migrant perspective, they now live in a culture where the women have had that conversation. Mm. And so the way they experience relationships is probably going to be very different. A lot of the divorces back in, in Africa right now, in Zambia anyway, mm. are from... Uh, have a lot to do with women that have come back from Western uh, countries, coming oh and married, uh-huh. you know, a local Zambian, and it's like, mm. and he's not tolerating the fact that she's right. going out on a Wednesday with her yeah. friends for a drink. Yeah, because so. we've learned from experience, it's not just a drink. <laughs> no, you're gonna come back and tell me you're taking the kids, or you know. yeah, it's oh. crazy. So they, you know, African men are are in that mode. They're right. like, uh, excuse me, mm. the hell's going on here? I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about this, but you know, yeah. the the fact is, well, it's not. It's it's the common misconception over there is that a lot of women don't go out for drinks that are married or are of a certain age. They go to a house yeah. with their friends and have a drink. If they go to a pub, then it's related to only prostitutes go out. Mm-hmm. So if your uncle is out on a Wednesday night and he sees your your, your wife or your whatever in a pub mm-hmm. having a drink with her friends or her girlfriend. That's a no-no. For them, it's fair game. It's a right. no-no, but they're looking and thinking, okay, oh. okay you have a house. <laughs> yeah. you it's like, oh, okay. Right. okay, it's go time. Okay. So, but they come back to you and say, look, man, I don't think that's the one for you. I had a crack, so if I were you, <laughs> I'd believe it. Anyway, yeah. um, Great chat, great start of a conversation. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. really looking forward to the femininity conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Peace out. Peace. Bye.